Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and I can respond to your questions and comments. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, it's beautiful in L.A. for those who are in the snow and the cold. I was talking to one of my nephews last night out of Indiana and he was all wrapped up in hats and sweaters. And this was during the day. And he was like, wow. And we was FaceTiming. He said, I see the sun shining over there. I'm like, yeah. And I just rubbed it in because he was freezing in Indiana. So it's very nice here in L.A. Um, good morning, everybody. Again, okay. um, I want to start out this way. Um, how do I want to do it? I'll start with Mark. Mark, have you ever been depressed? Yes. You have been depressed. Okay. Uh, how about here? I have, I do. You've been depressed? Yeah. Have you ever felt lonely? <clears throat> yeah. You felt lonely. Uh, let me go behind you. I got a reason for this. Have you ever felt jealous? Yes, I have. Okay. How about right next to you? Have you ever felt anxious, like anxiety? Oh, yeah, lots. Lots? Okay. And how about ne- giving it next to you? Have you ever <laughs> felt like you were in love? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is so good. Next, right next to you. Have you ever felt shy? Yeah, on occasion. On occasion. Mm-hmm. All right. Right next to you. They're like, what is he doing? What is this? Have you ever felt very happy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right here. Have you ever felt very sad? I felt all the ones you mentioned. <laughs> and then some, huh? And then some, yeah. <laughs> uh, right here. <clears throat> have you ever had suicidal thoughts? Long time ago. You have had them? Yes. Okay. And let me ask Ermis, the last person. This is so, are you having fun already? You're like wondering, why is he asking us this? Have you ever felt fear? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, would you ever take a gun and kill someone or kill people? Yes. Hold on just a minute. You, yes. You would. Okay. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I think. I think you would so. take a gun and go kill people? <coughs> yeah, I think I could. <laughs> Are you that tough? I, I think it's a tough thing. And let me just, and this is the reason I asked this question. Uh, this week, there was a shooting in uh, Florida by a 19 year old guy, uh, Nicholas Cruz, and he has admitted, admitted to doing this. He took a gun, went into a school, and killed 17 people and wounded many others, several others. And, um, and now the people are saying, it's gun control, gun control. We need gun control. And they're calling it a mental illness. 
uh, we need to talk mental illness. You know, we need that. We need this. And so what I want to talk about is that it's not a mental illness problem. And it has nothing to do with guns at all. It is a spiritual problem. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness and evil in high places. And um, giving people medication for mental illness is not going to do anything to solve that problem. If anything, it causes it to get worse because once you take antidepressants and things like that, you lose sight of reality. You stop dealing with life. And whenever we deal with life, we become stronger uh, unless we overreacted to it in the wrong way. Uh, we become stronger, but the medication can cause you to stop and just go into an altered state of consciousness. And then one day, if you don't take your medication, you just go nuts, you know, because now reality is setting in and you're not strong enough to, to deal with that. And the reason I asked the question about jealousy, fear, suicidal thoughts, happiness, and loneliness, and all that, shy, and it's the same spirit that drove that boy to do that. The same spirit that caused you to feel up or down, anxiety, suicidal thought, worried about what others think about you, afraid to speak up or excited. That's the same spirit that caused Nicholas to go in and kill those people. He said that he, um, he said that, oh, it was said, oh, he said that he heard voices. They asked him, why did you do this? And he said, I heard voices told me to do it, right? And so those same voices that caused you to fear lonely, doubtful, anxiety, happy, jealousy, envy, and whatever you're going through, love, that's the same spirit. It's the same voice that talked to Nicholas, the same voice that talked to you when you feel all these different things. And you might not be aware of this voice because you have to be thinking about it first in order to feel it. But it's the same spirit. And it all comes from being in a fallen state, which is anger. It's, it is anger. And anger is the same thing as um, resentment or hatred. It's the same spirit. And in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, we knew this. We knew it was about the spirit. It's not a physical problem. And you didn't have everybody and their mama going to doctors, taking medication for so-called mental illness. That just started, I guess, over the last 60 years or so. And now everybody, their mama, they go to psychiatrists, they go to the therapists, they go to these people, and the first thing they do is drug you down because they don't understand that it's a spiritual problem. And only the spirit of God can change that. It, it, you must be, you must turn around away from anger in order that real love come in and that love will guide you. And God's love is not a, a voice that you hear. Everyone who's hear this voice, even if they say, oh, it's from God, it's the same spirit that Nicholas, that drove Nicholas to do what, what he did. You know, you hear people say, well, the Lord told me. I heard a voice. That's Satan's voice. It's not of God. There's a difference between God's voice and Satan's voice. God's voice is a revelation. He revealed to you. Satan talked to you, pretending 
to be God. Even when you get angry at your fellow man, it's because you listen to what he said. Yeah. Oh, that person looking at you the wrong way. Oh, that person thinking this about you. Oh, whatever they're saying. It tells you that. Do you get angry? It's the same voice. And anyone who has anger, anger is capable of walking in a classroom and killing up people. Because I've heard people say, oh, I would never do that. But you will. You will do it. And even worse things than that. That's why we have to get past this spirit so that we can have control of our lives. Um, and you have the children of the lie running around saying, gun control, gun control. Even before the bodies can um, turn cold, they are using it to say gun control. And I'm looking at the media and others, all these fake tears, all this fake outrage. Uh, it's just ridiculous. This outrage is not going to solve the problem. It makes you overreact in the wrong way. It causes you to come up with the wrong solution to what's going on. And so I'm telling you all this because I've noticed that in the country, whenever something major happens, the media, the children of the lie, the Democrats, the rhino Republicans, the weak men and women, they get like really excited about it. They cry, they pray. They pretend to care about the children. And these same people don't care about abortion. The same one, oh, we got to protect our children. They'll kill an unborn child before you can look around and think nothing about it. And so I want you to, whenever these things happen, be aware so that you don't get caught up and go along with it. But most importantly, I want you to get to know yourself so you can see the voice that Nicholas heard, the voices that he heard, you hear them every day. And they are controlling you until you're able to overcome them. It's the same spirit. It's no different than the drug dealer, the black on black crime, women beating up men. Did you know that women are so violent to men that it's, it's like if men told the truth and reported women, they would all be in jail and then men could be free. It's, it's crazy. So I want you to be aware of that, all right? And we're going to talk about how to overcome that voice so you don't end up killing people or beating up your wife or your husband or your children and blah, blah, blah. Anybody disagree with that so far? Okay. Yes, sir, in the back. Yeah, Jesse, I saw um, a quick segment on Fox News um, where they were actually turning the debate toward the parents instead of the guns. And they had a professional psychiatrist in the middle and a teacher of the year on the left whose article, whose tweet they were actually trying to cover. You know, and she said, parents got to stop being their kids' friends. You know, quit spoiling them, quit, you know, cause we're, we're, we're creating a generation. It's because of the single motherhood. You know, you, you put the nail on the head there. And, and they're creating a generation of soft, soft people who can't deal with stuff. Yeah. And, um, it is know. because of the parents. I've never seen such worthless parents in my whole life in today's generation. They don't even see themselves as parents. It's so crazy. And if you have heard me at all, your parents either set you up to make it or set you up to fail in life. Because as children, we watch them how they deal with life. 
and whatever the parents are, that's what you become. Thank God you can overcome it. And what I've noticed is that not all, 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 but most. I would say 99.99.9, but not all. 0.9% of adults hate their parents. And they especially hate their mothers. Because the parents are no good. And then these women having these children out of wedlock, they don't, those kids don't have a chance. The, the black-on-black black crime in Chicago, they're killing each other like now they're going north. It's the same spirit that drove Nicholas to uh, go into school and kill up people. It's the same spirit. We're driven by whichever God we serve and all people who have anger. Your father is the prince of darkness. And those who don't have it, you have been able to overcome it by God taking it away from you. Then God is your God, the God of the light, the God of love. And he is not going to drive you to do crazy things. Everything you do would be with love. It would be as unto him with respect for others. You could speak up. You could be honest. You can move forward. You can, you're not motivated by how you feel or what you think. You're motivated by what is right. And you lose a lot of friends, but then you gather new ones. And in your lifetime, just before you die, at the age of 90, you realize you had three friends all your life. And that's fine. But we got to overcome the spirit. It really is about the spirit. And medication is not going to solve that. I've counseled with men and women on medication, and you can't get through to them. They're like walking dead. No logic can get through at all. And then you tell them to get off the medication for a minute. They go nuts. You know, they just go insane. One thing you got to learn to do is to overcome. And the way you overcome is dealing with situations without being angry about it. Overcome all situations with patience, endurance, deal with it. Then you become a man or a woman. But if, if every time you overreact, and this boy, from what I read about him and heard about him, he was adopted. You know, first of all, horrible mistake. Even though I'd rather have adoption than by a man and a woman, not, not you know, the gays or nothing, but uh, it's better than nothing. But even when you adopt kids, they still long for their fathers. They're a natural father. No one or nothing can take the place of that. I was talking to, I mentioned I was talking to my nephew, one of my nephews. I have a truckload of them, so you don't know who I'm talking about. And uh, I, he's in his 20s, middle 20s now. And he was raised without his father. And I asked, I asked him, do you get sad and lonely? And do you have that board? And he's like, yes. And and I told him he needs to go and forgive his father. And no one had ever told him that before. He thought that he was missing. It was there for material things or love of a woman or something else. But that emptiness you have is for the love, the yearning of your father, your natural state. And no money is going to replace that. And I really want you to pay attention to what's happening because the children of the lie is using this situation to handicap you by giving you medication, by taking away your Second Amendment, by blaming the president. But they're, they're no good. You can't trust the children of the lie. Do you know who the children of the lie is? Uh, 
So this is your first time here, right? Correct. What's your name? Andy. Andy, how did you hear about us? Uh, you were interviewed on Stefan Molyneux's show. Oh, yeah. And so that got me to check it out. Right on. Yeah. So you don't know who the children of the lie is, right? Not exactly. It's the media, the liberal media, the Democratic Party, um, the, uh, the National Organization of Women Who Hate Men, the uh, right old Republicans. It's all those who are pushing the lie. It's the preachers. Because you have a lot of preachers who have gone and learned the Bible. They went to school. They paid buku money to learn the Bible. And they come preaching, but they have no, they have no courage. They don't stand as men should stand. Those are the children of the lie. That makes sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying pay that no attention. And please watch out for how they get you all emotional. They be like crying, save the children. There was one woman that I saw, she was like screaming at the camera. I don't want President Trump to come down here. Help us. It's his fault. And she was just like wild. I'm like, wow, how would you like to have that as your mama? Just a nutcase. Can you, be, can you imagine being married to a woman like that? But it's just all emotional. It's all evil. They don't care. They're just using this situation. All right? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, buddy. Any questions for me? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. How, how, how are they tying this to Trump? I mean, they tie everything to him, and I'm like, how are they, how do they tie everything to Trump? When he's because they hate I mean, good. Okay. And, and, and he represents good. He's very firm. You attack, he's going to attack back. He doesn't stop moving forward. He's not taking this stuff personally. And they hate that. They can't stop a man or a woman like that. So everything. And so any little thing. Okay. They just yeah. blame him. Even Hoping something if, will stick. Yeah, nothing will stick. Even if uh, President Trump had been president when baby Jessica uh, fell in the well, they would have blamed him for it. <laughs> Remember baby Jessica? Yeah, they were blaming for that. And that's what's going to happen with you. When you wake up, your enemies are going to come out of the woodwork to stop you. And they're going to, you know, like they're going to try to hook whatever they can up to you. All bad things, they'll blame you for it. Your family members would do it. Your so-called friends would do it. Your co-workers would do it. Anyone who hates good is going to come after you. Your kids will turn on you. Your wife will turn on you. If they don't love good. And that's what they're trying to do. He has nothing to do with this at all. But they're trying to find something to stop him. The worst thing for the children of the lie is a real man. A man who loved God with all his heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, and, and loved his neighbor as himself. They cannot handle that. And this man happened to be white, Christian, conservative, straight, man with power and they need to take him out so they can take the country down but if they can't take him out they won't be able to take the country down that's why they're trying to attach something to him and it's going to happen to you when you wake up believe me so get ready for it if you don't want to deal with this kind of stuff stay in your anger do not overcome anger because you think your life is, is rough now it's going to get worse but you'll get better from it you really will. It'll strengthen you from within because you're going to have 
perfect love and perfect love overcome all things. It endures all things. It never complains about having to go through things. It always deals with evil pe people with love, meaning honesty, but not resenting them. It's so great. It is the best thing that can happen to you, but you got to overcome the anger. Yes, Mark. You know, as far as that shooter's concerned, you know, Jesse, um, I, I think that he was, I, I mean, I know that he was believing his situation his thoughts and and daydreams that were giving him um the the motivation to do what he did like for instance i had a mini daydream just you know before i came to church that you someone had it today uh, yeah just before i came to church i had a mini daydream would you search him and see if he has a gun and um <laughs> and um in that daydream i got angry at somebody who endangered my job, right? And I wanted to knee him in the head. I wanted to harm him physically. Yeah. And, I could, and I felt the anger of, you know, the justification of that. Yeah. And I'm saying, I bet he went through many, many trips like that, you know, psych, psychological trips like that where he daydreamed yeah. what he was going to do, and he agreed with it, and the anger, and he rolled with it. And Without understanding it, because a lot of people think that voice is their voice. Yeah. Or the Christians call it the Christians call it the voice of God, but it's not. It's not there. We don't create thoughts. We have not come up with one iota of a thought. Never. But if you have not been told that by your parents or see your parents living that way, you can start believing into that lie. And once you believe into it, it controls you. Because once you believe a lie, it's over. That's why these accusations of men where these women are accusing men of um, uh, sexual violence and all that crap. Most of these things are lies. But once you believe it, every man looks like a rapist. Because you believed into a lie. That's why you can't prove anything to an angry person because they have believed into a lie. And once they believe it, there's nothing you can do. Isn't that amazing? Well, you're absolutely right. So how did, did you overcome that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know. You knew, I, you understood what was going on? Yeah, I heard the truth yeah. before, you know. I, I'm not new to it. And so I, I recognized what, what had just happened to me, what I fell into. Yeah. And I was able to, you know, just shrug it off and see that as a big lie. And, but see it as a setup. Yeah. You know, that could set me up for a real situation that comes. That's right. And then I'm already set to react. I'm already triggered to yeah. react. You know, and that's what I'm saying, that when you do these daydreams like this, and I know a lot of people, they tell you, get into your imagination and, you know, um, dream and all that kind of stuff. But when you do that and you react to your dreams like that, that's setting you up for the, re for the real situation. Yeah, To, over, like you say, overreact to it. It's, um, it's something that we all got to start telling people about. First of all, we need to start living that way. But then it's telling it and talking about it, be a living example of it. Because otherwise, it's over. Because that spirit has deceived a lot of people. It's ridiculous to take medication. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But it's ridiculous to go to a therapist or a psychiatrist and say, oh, I'm depressed. And they say, okay, here's some medication. What is that going to do for depression? It's not even logical. I will ask for my money back. Depression has nothing to do with medication. It's not a physical thing. 
And if you want to overcome depression, so-called depression, what you need to do is to overcome anger. You got to forgive so that you can return to your natural self. Then you no longer have a relationship with your mental mind, the stuff that's being put in your head. You have a relationship with love from God, the natural love. But you got to drop the anger. But I really want to say that because I want you to watch what's happening. All right? They are trying to take advantage of the good folks. And they use these situations to do that with. This boy had a problem because he didn't have parents. He has a lot of anger. No one helped him along the way. He got out of control. With, I heard that he was on some type of medication too, right? What? He said he didn't like it. He didn't like it? Yeah. But he was on it, right? Um, they, they wanted to medicate him, but he compromised saying, I'll go to therapist instead. I don't want medication. Oh. Yeah, but I thought I read he was taking some at one time. I thought so too. Yeah. You, you heard that? I read that he was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's not the problem, folks. You got to get over your anger. You must forgive so that when you forgive others, God will forgive you and he will take that spirit away from you. It's about the spirit. I was interviewed by a preacher, a nice man. He's watching now, so I have to say that. Really nice man. And, but he's an educated preacher. And he interviewed me the other day. And he doesn't understand that it's a spiritual warfare. He doesn't understand that it's good versus evil. And most people don't because they have not awakened to it. They don't see it happening within themselves. They don't see that spiritual battle going on. So they think it's them. And that they have something to do with it, and you don't. You really don't. Any questions about that? All right. So I have questions then. Nobody have any questions? Yes, sir. Oh. Okay. This um, guy watching online. You know, one last thing. Now, there's a time for everything. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> there's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to kill. There's time not to kill. There's a time to eat ribs. And there's a time not to eat ribs. So there's a time for everything. All right. I'm not saying you can't cry and all that. But just don't fall for it with the children of the lie when situations like this come. That's all. Just be, let them carry on. Let them have them thinking. Pretend like they're making a fool of you. They won't know. And let them carry on. But don't go with their ideas. All right. Uh, there was a guy who was uh, had to, uh, he was the secretary for the president. And then his wives, two ex-wives, accused him of being abusive 15 years later, right? And so this guy quit his job. He had to step down. And the president said something like, uh, people are being accused, they're losing their jobs with no evidence or something like that. And now the children of the lie, oh, he didn't stand up for women. He didn't stand up for them. He mentioned the man, but he didn't say anything about the woman, right? When Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, they found out some guy that was working with her in her campaign, they, he was accused of something like that. And she didn't say a word about it. They all knew about it and nothing was done. It just, it's good versus evil. Just be aware of that. Yes. This guy named Hyperarch is watching online. He yes. says that he's a black German, 19 years old. And he says that he lost all of his anger and that um, he has more confidence now and he's getting attention from women. 
Um, and he has sex with these women. And is that okay? What an idiot. What an idiot. And he really respects you. No. You, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I tell you about the idiot part. <laughs> no, that's, don't do that, man. How can you, if you, have, if you have gotten over your anger, you have self-control. You could date, but you can wait until marriage. All you're doing is setting yourself up, and you're not uh, a good example for the ladies. It is the responsibility of the man to lead the women in the right way to go by being a good example. He's having no sex. What is wrong with you? And I'm glad you appreciate where I'm coming from, but you should wait until marriage. It's the right way to do it because when you have sex with women before marriage, they don't respect you. You lose all respect, and they'll let you have sex with them just to control you. Because, you know, you could be running around saying, I don't have any anger. I'm a man of God. I'm strong, right? And then the woman's like, oh, yeah, I like that. You are a real man. <laughs> and then they seduce you, and you give in to the seduction. It's all out the window. They just test you. Don't do it. You're not going to die if you don't have sex. Wait until marriage. Do it the right way so that your children have a chance as well. So stop it. Yeah. I have a different person asking questions. Okay. No sex before marriage. And if you don't have anger, you have self-control. The only people into sex before time, men hate women. They hate their mothers. And they hate women because they hate their mothers. And whomever you hate, you become subject to them. They now control you. love what you hate. That's why men are so into sex. They're not going to have sex with their mothers, so they go and have sex with women who has mother spirit inside of them. They don't love those ladies. They're trying to get something from them that women don't have to give. That's love. So don't do it. The woman, women prefer you not to do it. They, they need to look up to men. All right? So cut it out. What's his name? His first name? Hyper Arts. Hyper. Cut it out. Change your name. Hyper is not a good name. <laughs> that might be why you're doing it. <laughs> you're too hyper. Okay. A couple of guys gave super chats, which is donations. Right on. Mike and Alex. Thank you. We can use it, believe me. And Alex asked a couple of questions. One, what is the role what role should the Bible have in our lives? And two, if we don't have free will, how can we be punished for our sins? Amazing. Two good questions. Really good question. And my friend in the white T shirt wanna respond first. Yeah. Did you hear the question? Uh, the second one was, if we have, or what role should the Bible play? And the second one was about free will. And right. If we have free will, why are we, I mean, if we don't have free will, why are we punished for the things that we do wrong, right? Yes. Okay. So what role, you read the Bible? No. You don't? No. And why not? I don't know. Are you a Christian? I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. I'm not oh. practicing, but I'm Jewish. Oh, why don't you practice Jew- Judaism? Uh, it doesn't resonate with me on a spiritual level. And, and why not? I don't really resonate well with dogma and tradition and ritual. Yeah, I, I don't really that. like the ritual part of it. Yeah, I totally understand that. Were you were you close to your father growing up? Mm, on and off. On and off. 
Why not on and on and on? Uh, this is your first time here, right? It is. Uh, how, anger how, on how his side and us? on my side. How did you hear about us? My buddies. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, what's your first name? Harrison. Harrison. Nice name. Thank you. <laughs> and so why not on and on with your father? Oh, we both had issues. Like what, for example? Uh, just uh, anger. Some of it had to do with my mom, their relationship, and then I kind of learned from that and went my own way. Yeah. And so were you close to your mother? Uh, not really. Not really? A little bit. But closer to your mother than you were your father? No. Closer to my father. You were closer, even though you, you were angry at him? or Yeah. And why, why were you angry at your father? Uh, I never, I didn't feel like when I was younger, like a child, probably up until I was maybe 16 or 17, I didn't feel like he was present. Yeah. Did you tell him that? Yeah. And what happened? Nothing until I got older and things changed and we reconciled and everything's great. So you forgave him? Yeah. You told him that? Yeah. How about your mother? We don't really go there as far as <laughs> conversations go, but I forgive her. <laughs> Did you tell her that? Yeah. You went to your mother and said, I'm sorry for being angry at you. You yeah. screwed up my life. I didn't tell her she screwed up my life. Did you tell her what you did you tell her why you were angry at her? Yeah. And what did she say? Uh nothing actually. She didn't really understand. She didn't know how to respond. Yeah. Well that's good, man. You went and dealt with it. So are you free now? From that, yeah. From that anger? Yeah. You don't have any anger now? I get angry sometimes. You do? Yeah. And why? Probably most of the time if probably usually because if something doesn't go the way I thought it was going to go or doesn't go the way I want it to go. And then once you get angry, does it go the way you want it to go or the way you thought it should go? No. <laughs> I so, just So why get angry? I don't know because uh, I don't sometimes I don't think right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you realize that all men who get angry are women? <laughs> I'm learning that. Yeah, that's what my <laughs> I'm being taught that by these guys. Yeah, you have the nature. So you, I don't understand if you forgave your mother, why you still have it? Have anger? Uh huh. I don't because know. Because anger, when you re, you know, it's a it's it's abnormal for men to have anger. And most of the time, it come from resenting the mothers, and, and and they yearn for their father, their identity. And when you forgive your mother by realizing she couldn't help herself, then God forgive you and he'll just take that away from you. And then you can be yourself. You can be you. You won't be your father. You won't be your mother. You'll be you. And that's when life starts. And so you went to your mother and said, I'm sorry because you were such a, a heifer. A what? A heifer. Do you know what a heifer is? I don't. I've never heard that. Who knows what a heifer is? Oh, oh, what is a heifer? Cow. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't get too specific. I apologized for being kind of a handful and told her, you know, I was angry with you for certain things. And maybe some of it was words and not 
a full forgiveness? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. And when you apologize to someone, don't apologize for, oh, uh, uh, mom, I'm sorry for acting like a crazy person while growing up. You apologize for being angry at her for the way she treated you while growing up. Because you, once you became angry at her, you start to act like her. You start to overreact. You became emotional. You became doubtful. You took on the spirit of the woman, right? And so now that you become a woman, you know how she feels. So you feel just like a woman. And so you realize, wow, I have no right to judge her. I wouldn't want to be judged. And then you go and forgive her for being angry. That's what judgment is. And, and you can tell her why. You know, I just become like you. You, you know, you're always yelling at my father and he was too weak to deal with you. And I, I was disappointed in him. And I'm sorry for holding that against you. In that very moment, it'll be taken away from you. But you got to be strong and dealing with it. You can't tiptoe around it. <clears throat> we, and you haven't done that, right? No. Yeah. You got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to end up marrying a woman, a Jewish woman, just like your mother. And you're going to go through exactly what your father went through because you won't be able to deal with her. You're married to your mother. But if you overcome your mother, you won't be attracted to that spirit in other women. So you get a normal woman. Well, she won't be normal, but she'll be better than the one that has your mother identity. That makes sense? Yeah. So are you going to do it? Yeah. You need me to go with you? No. <laughs> I don't think you want to. <laughs> and why not? I would love to well, deal with a Jewish mother. <laughs> no, my mom's my mom's fine. She, uh, I love my mom, but yeah, I do have anger for her. If you Definitely have, have anger, anger for, for her, her, you don't love her. You can't have you can't have resentment and love. That that stuff that you feel for her is a fake love. It's an imitation of real love because it's a love that awakens your emotions. And that's not real love at all. You want the kind of love that is not based on emotions at all. You had that as a kid until you start to resent her. So I hear a lot of people say, oh, I love my mother, but I hate her. You can't have both. You only have one or the other. So what you're feeling is not love. If you loved her, you would be absolutely honest with her without the anger. That makes sense? Yeah. So is it rough dealing with what Do you date? Yeah. Is it hard dealing with the girls that you date? Sometimes. Yeah, and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Because I fall for a lot of... I'm a lot of time aware of manipulation, and I see what's going on, but sometimes I fall for it, and sometimes... I react just how they react, and then it's just two people reacting, and no yes. communication happens. It's like a lesbian relationship. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, got two, you, you got two women overreacting. One has on a man's suit, and the other has on a woman's suit, you know, the body. But it's the same spirit. And I, but you, I'm telling you, man, once you forgive your mother, she can't help her. Her mother did it to her, and you'll be free. And then you would deal with women in a perfect way. Because you won't need them. They'll need you. You won't need love from them. You can stop spending your money on them. 
you know, taking them to fancy cafes, spending all this money, and then have to deal with the hell later. You will stop trying to buy them, and they're going to respect you for that. That makes sense? Yes. So stop spending your money on them. All right? If you, if you go out for a date, go to McDonald's somewhere. <laughs> Get a nice little burger, have a nice conversation, and go home. But you got to, because they're not going to respect you as long as you're doing that. They'll use you. And they're looking for a man that they cannot control. They want to respect you. And they're going to always test you. But they don't want you to fail the test. But you can't help it as long as you have the raw identity inside of you. That makes sense? Yeah. Any questions about that? Mm. No, I don't have any questions. Do you spend your money on women? One. On one woman? Yeah. And who's that? My girlfriend. Why you spend money on her? Well, when we go out to eat, I usually pay. Oh, okay. And that's about it? That's it. No clothes, no apartment. No. <laughs> no automobiles and all that, right? No. I literally know guys who are doing this. So it sounds crazy, but they do it because they're trying to get something. They're trying to make peace. They're, they want to get along with her. And it doesn't work that way because women look for men. They look for a man to be strong. So deal with your mother, right? You, you glad you came or you you going to beat the guys up for bringing you? No, I'm glad I came. I just wasn't expecting to speak, so I got uh, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> was this helpful to you? That was helpful. Yeah. Because I don't think about my mom a lot, so. Yeah. Yeah. Your mother needs you to love her, but in the right way. Because your father don't know how to love her. She's his mother. And your father and your mother need you to love them. They need to see real love. And real love is honesty without judgment. Tell the truth, but don't resent. And if they overreact, don't overreact to them overreacting. Let them overreact, but you stay calm so they can start looking at themselves and see how to overcome. Your mother has never had that. That make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And women that you're dating, that you run into, your girlfriend has never had that. All right? Yes, sir. Can you expand on the idea of anger being, uh, I'd say, feminine? Yes. And then, like, growing up in the American culture, I took on anger as being power and control. I was also taught that through my father. So I used that through my whole childhood, and then later on in my life, uh, starting, you know, 12-step program and getting into recovery, I've been working on it, but I still find that I fall back into anger as a way of communication, which I know is manipulation, yes. but it's because I want to control the situation. Right. Um, but what hurts is I know that it's weak, and I can see myself in the moment actually using it, knowing why I'm using it, but then the, what I'm left with later, the emotional hangover, and then what I just did to that relationship, it doesn't work for me anymore. So could you expand on how anger is a weakness and how one can fall into the trap of believing that it is power? Um, the one thing I want to first tell you is that all angry people are being controlled. It is so easy to control angry people. You, you can make them feel good. You control them. Or you can make them feel bad. You know, say something negative, they get upset. You control them. Anyone who can make you feel good or make you feel bad is controlling you. It's a lie that anger is power. It has no power at all. Zero power. That's why it has to be extreme sometimes 
I mean, in some situations, to try to get a sense of power. It is not, it doesn't have power at all. If you notice with the children of the lie, when they want to control people, they cry racism, sexism, homophobiaism, uh, Jewism. They, try, they cry some kind of ism to get you to be afraid and back down. But if you, are not, if you don't have anger, you're not afraid. Words just roll off your back. It doesn't affect you at all. And uh, you're able to move forward. If you want real power, you've got to overcome the spirit of anger and take on the spirit of your father, your creator, God. And in his love is all power given unto you. It is, you don't taste it. You don't touch it. You can't feel it. You just live by it. And it's so amazing. And the way you overcome this anger is weakness because it's an imitation, a false imitation of power. You know, you have, you have two spirits happening. You have the spirit of God and you have the spirit of evil, the prince of darkness who is pretending to be God. And so he's everything that God does, he tries to imitate that. But it, it's, it's not real. Um, it's a false sense of power. And the way you overcome that, you're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to realize that your parents made a mistake first. They did the best that they could do for you, but they didn't have it either. Their parents set them up to fail, and it just passed down from generation to generation to generation. And so you're going to have to go and forgive your mother first. And the reason I say mother, because uh, anger is the spirit, the nature of the woman. It's not the nature of man. It's abnormal for men to be angry, but they become like their mothers when they should have been, become like their fathers. The, the girls, too, when they're growing up, they should be close to their fathers so they can take on his love and his logic. But because they're close to their mother, they end up repeating their mother. You got to go and forgive your mother so God can forgive you. And then uh, uh, alcohol and drugs or whatever you're in the 12 step for will fall away. The only reason you became a, you drink or, or do drugs or what? No, I've been 13 years sober. Oh, uh, sober. The only reason you drink is because the guilt that you have from resenting your mother and father, or yearning for the father, you have so much guilt and you start drinking to feel better and it doesn't last. And then you, so you find yourself drinking more and more and more. Then that's not enough. Then you start to do drugs and that's not enough. But I'm telling you, you drop that anger by forgiving. Everything else that you picked up due to anger will fall away. And then you can naturally keep the Ten Commandments. You just live them without even trying. But you've got to get rid of the spirit of anger. Anger is weakness. That makes sense? And, and the voice that's telling you that anger is strength because other liars have told you that. He's just lying to you in order to control you, to make you believe that it's true and it's really not. I used to have that anger, too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to have anger so bad that whenever I tried to speak up as an adult, you know, I would make up my mind. I'm going to speak up in this situation and I'm ready. Right. And it would come up and then it would stop here. And by the time it's come out, the words come out. They are so weak. They have no power. You know, because I don't, you know, I'm afraid of their reactions or I don't want to hurt their feelings. But when he took that anger away from me and gave me back my nature, which is his nature, all that left too. And that's what power is. So your mother's still living? Yeah. 
So can you go and forgive her? I can say yes, because I know I can do that through action. But I've taken on the idea that it's always been me that's wrong. No. The only thing you've done wrong was to resent her and held on to her for so long. It's not you. It's really not. That's another lie. And when you believe it's you, now you're judging yourself. And that's just adding to the problem. You've been set up. It's your fault that you don't overcome it, but it wasn't, it's not your fault that you became that way. That makes sense? So you gotta, if you want to be free, you got to deal with her. Are you afraid to? That belief is so strong that everything that's wrong in my life is because of me. That it's like a, it's just like a block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, yes. You afraid to deal with her? I'll go with you. Does she live in L.A.? No. We'll fly to Mexico. <laughs> it's it's still hard for my brain to even grasp what she's done wrong because yeah. I feel like. <laughs> I've been my own man since a young age, and I mean, that's just an old idea that I don't believe. Uh, it doesn't have as much power as it did, but it's like, I just left. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just, and why did you I didn't just want to leave? deal with, why did I leave? What was happening that caused you to just leave? Uh, I didn't look up to my pa- whether it was my father or my, my mother, there was, I wasn't drawn to them for guidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd just find my own guidance, and then I became my own guide, and then I wound up in many consequences and a lot of trouble. I threw my whole life away many times. Yeah. Uh, were they together? Were they married? To living together? No, they were divorced uh, oh, yeah. when I was two. Yeah. Um, and then I lived mostly with my mother, and then my father. Uh, I would see him every now and then for yeah. to go on a trip or because of the court. Um, is, is he still living? Yeah. Okay. Um, you got to forgive yourself. You can help yourself, man. I understand why you did what you did, but you are not in control of your life, and you have never been in control of your life. That's why it went out of control. No one is in control of their own life. It's a lie. It's another setup. We're either influenced by evil or influenced by good. When, wherever your heart is inclined <laughs> toward, that's what controls you. There, if you were in control of your own life, there's no way you would have done anything to hurt yourself. You would be walking on water right now. If you had control of your own life, you would have done all good for yourself. Isn't that right? But you were never in control. That's another lie that we believe when we're in that fallen state of anger. No one is in control of their own life. You're controlled either by good or by evil. And all people who have not forgiven, all who has anger, are controlled by evil. It's the way it is. They're, they're shut off from the tree of life. They are controlled by evil. All people who has anger. And they don't see it because they're in darkness and can't see it. They just see themselves. And, but you got to, in order to be free, um, you got to forgive. In all honesty, 
you still go to that program? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In all honesty, you shouldn't have to go to a program 20 years because you're relying on some, an exterior thing, right? Just the same way you relied on the alcohol, you're now relying on a group of people and testimonies to, and applauses to say, wow, that's great. If you ever lose that, you're going to be back on the alcohol or something else. You want to overcome the spirit so you don't have the desire for the things around you like that. You, don't, you won't need it because you have perfect peace. You, you still have a conflict, but you shouldn't have to, you can't rely on anybody or anything externally for, for uh, perfect peace. You got to deal with her. But, but and you're blaming yourself and you can't see you're set up by your parents. What are you thinking? Trying to just stay present and be able to listen so I can learn. Yeah. You got to forgive. Are you, are you married or anything? No, I'm in a relationship. And how's that going? It's pretty good, actually. Better than my past relationships, absolutely. What made this one good? Um, I never, ever wanted to be with one person. Um, and this time I'm moving in that direction. Right. So I've surrendered that part of me, and uh, I'm open to things in a way in which I've never been open to them. And she actually admires and looks up to me, and she doesn't disrespect me. Right. Uh, and I look for someone that actually has happiness and joy in themselves, and she does. Why do you look for that? Because I don't want to be around a miserable person. And why not? Because I've been around miserable people in my <laughs> past, and I've been a miserable person. Yeah. Um, do, do you have sex with her? Yeah. Um, you got to stop. If you want to find out if she truly respect you, you got to stop doing that and see what happens. You'll find out. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a far out idea you know that's a far out idea yeah. and why is that oh man I just Speaking it's to a right. good outlet for me it's a good mm -hmm. outlet yeah rather than anger so you went from alcohol to sex <laughs> yeah and I've been more open to less of that in my life than ever yeah. but it's still there yeah yeah you, you know, I can tell you a good man that you walk with, right? But you got to buckle down and deal with your life. You got to take the pain of being wrong. You got to admit that you're wrong for judging yourself, you know, having anger at yourself and at your parents so that you can start to overcome. You're not going to get anywhere by using exterior things, people, places, and things to feel better. It's not going to last. You know, eventually the relationship with her is going to change. And then you'll be back on something else. It's a horrible mistake to do that. It's these things that we reach out to are temporary. They're not the real deal. The real deal is inside of you. It really, the kingdom of heaven is inside. And you enter into that kingdom when you forgive. And um, so I, if you doubt me, stop having sex. That don't mean stop dating. 
don't live with, do you live with her? No. Okay, don't live with her. Don't have. I don't think I could do that. Right, good. And why not? I like my space and independence. Yeah. Well, just date her the way men and women should do. And if you decide you want to have a family, get married and have children. Because if you don't want children, there's no need to get married. And you're just using sex in the same way that, you know, we, you know, I used to smoke weed. It was the same way for that because I had so much guilt and stuff. I wasn't happy. So you got to buckle down and deal with your life. If you have children, they're going to be messed up, too, if you stay in this condition. So will you stop having sex at least? So you can feel the pain? I can open my mind to it. Yeah. I don't know if I could commit to that. And why 100%. not? Are you addicted to it? I'd have to be if I can't see my life not having that in it. Yes. Yeah. I know, I've been there, done that. I used to think that I, I wasn't, if I didn't have sex, I wasn't going to live. I thought I would die. Isn't that amazing? I literally thought that. And whenever I broke up with one woman, I already had another one waiting in the West Wing. <laughs> because I thought I could not live without it. Not realizing it, I was addicted to it because of the anger that I had for my mother and my father. Well, I didn't really hate my father. I was yearning for my father. My soul yearned for my father. But I had this anger. And I, it just awakened that nature in me and I was out of control. And that's all it is. Once you overcome that anger, you can date this young lady. You guys, are, after a while, will develop a really nice relationship. But once you stop having sex now that you've done it, and she has this control over you, the moment you stop doing it, she's going to accuse you of being gay or cheating or something else going on, right? And then she's going to blame you when and listen to that black preacher. He doesn't know what he's talking about. She's going to blame because she, without you even realizing it, she knows that she has control over you. She's controlling you with that. I interviewed a woman on the fallen state on Valentine's Day, and she said that women control men even when men don't know that they're controlling. And I asked her, are you, she's about to get married, and I asked, do you control your fiancé? She said, yes, but he doesn't know it. Isn't that amazing? So you're being controlled. You still on alcohol. Is she from the program too? No. Oh, thank God. Because I noticed that a lot, of, a lot of the alcoholic people, they go to the program and they meet another alcoholic and get involved. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> they understand. No, they don't. <laughs> no, I've never had a relationship within the recovery program. Good, man. So are you ready to work on your life? Yeah, that's why I keep doing things like this. Stay as open as I can. Yes. Like I really, I just want to learn because I know my, I know there's more potential. The one thing I want to tell all of you, men and women, we as human beings have a power in us that's amazing. It, we really do. It is absolutely amazing. When you overcome that anger, you got to reestablish yourself in your father's nature which is God's nature, and his nature is all love all the time, no matter what's going on, right? The world can't make you angry. They can't control you. You have no fear. You have no doubt. You don't complain about what you have to go through. You overcome, 
and then great things, you get insight about things, your life just unfolds, and that's what a real power, you do have the power, but you're not operating in it because you're operating from the wrong nature, from the nature of anger, and you, you, you have no power in that nature. And so if you really want real power, you got to return to your original self before this happened to you. All right. Any questions about that? No, there's plenty, uh, plenty there to look at and sit with. Was it helpful? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. so you got to cut it off. I mean, cut off to say not cut it off. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned, <laughs> let me say this, you mentioned getting married if you're going to have kids, but I don't know about that, you know what I mean? So then if you're not going to have sex till you're married, but you're not going to have kids, so you just don't have sex. Right. Right? Uh-huh. How are you going to have a relationship that includes those things that you want if you can't have sex till you're married, but if you're not going to have kids, you wouldn't recommend getting married. Does that make sense? So you can't have a relationship unless you have sex? Not with a woman. Why not? Oh, yeah, I know why not. Because you need the woman in the wrong way. Well, that's the way I enjoy them the most. Right. I understand that, but there's a better way to enjoy her. By you becoming a man, and then she will become a woman after 50 years, and then you'll die. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you become a man, your woman will become a woman and you will have the best relationship. Because the only thing that sex does is awaken that emotions in, in, emotion. It makes you need her, it makes you want her, it makes you long for her. And women don't want they don't want it even though they want it. They really don't want that. They want a real relationship. And a real relationship is honesty, uh, independence. You know, being fair, telling the truth, not being afraid. You know, enjoying each other, not based on some fake emotions that come from sex. It's not love. It's all, the only purpose for sex is to make a baby. Now, if you're just so addicted and you can't help it, it's best to get married and do it than not to be married and do it. All right? Mm-hmm. But... You're not going to be happy that way, but it's the best way to go. You've got to do it. How does it feel knowing you so, you're addicted to it? Seem to be at peace with it. I mean, I can look at that and feel okay, but I do know the challenges that I have is being, you know, like we're talking about anger. Yeah. Um, being angry with my life in terms of where I'm at, um, the things that I've done in my past that I, you know, uh, if I would have gone that direction, could have had a lot of success in, and I threw it away. And now I'm sitting with starting over, and I've been busting my ass, and uh, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. So that's where that anger or that frustration or that resentment comes up. Yeah. Well, the one thing I do want, in closing here, the one thing I do want you to know, it doesn't matter how much money you make, how great your job is, um, the woman you marry or live with, where you live, you're still not going to be happy. Because that's not the problem. The problem is that emptiness you have of not having a father's love. That's what the problem is. And so when you forgive your father, then God will forgive you and you would love him 
And once you love your father, everything starts to work out. And that would be no such thing as a past. Because what he has for you is greater than what you think you want for yourself. And it comes easy. You don't have to sell your soul for it. So I've made amends to both of my parents, but this is a different conversation in terms of me going to them yes. and forgiving them. Yes. Rather than saying, here, these are the wrongs and the faults that I've made. That's right. No. You go to them because all the way you made the wrongs and the faults because of them. When, you, when they were, were not right, when they didn't stay together, when they didn't be, become an example for you, you resented them. They did that to you. And the moment you resent them, you fell away from your innocence. Now you're living in darkness, making all these crazy mistakes and doing crazy things. And so you want to forgive them uh, for being angry at them because they can't help it. And do not ask them to forgive you. Never, 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 ever, never, 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 ever, ever, as long as you walk this earth, ask someone to forgive you. You forgive them, and if they have any decency, they will forgive you. And if they don't, that's fine. You can go free because you admitted you were wrong. And I was saying, you've been wrong for resenting your parents. That's why you've been suffering. So the forgiveness, that would be the statement of, I'm forgiving them because of my resentment? Yeah, I'm sorry for being angry at you, for screwing up my life, for being so uh, controlling. I'm just throwing out stuff controlling or impatient and I'm sorry father for being mad at you because you were too weak to be there for me you know and I needed you and I wanted you and I've been holding that against you guys and I'm sorry for that and then you'll be free also let it go with yourself you had nothing to do with it you've been controlled and do not ask to forgive them to forgive you you forgive them God will forgive you he has it set up that way then you can become a man. That makes sense? So basically saying I forgive them for fucking my life up. Yes. Is that interesting? Is words, that still yes. I know it's like my my brain thinks then I'm blaming somebody rather no. than looking at myself. That's false teaching. I I hear that all the time from the so called experts. I was watching this flipping through the show yesterday. And I'm over time already, but I just need 10 minutes. Uh, so I'm flipping through the TV. What's this black woman name? Yala. You ever heard of her? She's on Oprah Network, and she's supposed to be this. Spiritual guru. She's supposed to help men and women overcome. And so she's like, has these, she has these four big black guys there, right? And uh, they were talking about their wives, and the wives kept the children from them, and one guy talked about how awful his mother was and how badly she treated him and he hated his mother. And so at some point she brought his mother into the room. And when she came in, you could see the boy turned into a child. A grown man turned into a child. Oh, I love you, mommy. Oh, I'm like, oh, God, I want to throw up. And then and so when the boy got ready to talk to the mother, she made him, you know, sit face each other. And when he got ready to tell the mother what she had done to him and why he hated her, she's like, this woman, Iana, whatever her name is, no, don't say that to your mother. You're blaming. I'm like, he's telling the truth. She did do it to him. The problem is he needs to forgive her. But he needs to say why I was angry at you. But she would not let him say it 
telling him that he was blaming. He's going back to where he lost, where the, where the fall happened, and it happened with his mother and because of his mother. But she wouldn't let him do it. So get rid of that. that that's going to lock you down and you would never get free. That's where the fear, like you asked me if I'm afraid to say that to my mother, that's where the fear would come from. That if I said that I forgive her for fucking my life up, then that would change how she would think about me. So she wouldn't love me or like me. She wouldn't love you or like you? Well, she doesn't love you or like you now anyway. She has no respect for you. If she did, she would have already gone to you and apologized for screwing up your life. You know, son, I was raw. I was angry. Your father couldn't even stand me. I'm wrong for the way I treated you. So you, you have nothing to lose. You have more to gain by forgiving her. And so let that go. Don't listen to those experts. They're lying to you. You've got to go back to where you lost your innocence. And then from that point forward, you won't be able to blame anyone. And you won't have to blame anyone because life will be good. In every area of life, from within and without, it will be good. So let that go. Don't, that's, don't hold on to that. What are you thinking? Listening again. <laughs> Trying to catch it all. Are you going to be able to let that idea go so you can fight for your life? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing right now is letting go of these ideas that I've been holding on to. Yeah, let them all go. Really, you've been set up. All right? You got to fight for your life, man. Um, yes, sir. Um, let me just ask my friend here. What do you think about all this? It's a, it's a trip because... Uh, my brother. That's your brother? Yeah. Oh, she screwed you up too then. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm feeling very similar things as to what he's feeling. Yes. If not the exact same. The exact same thing. And so you're basically getting to, you know, you're, you're helping both of us at the same time. So right on. All of us in here, I'm sure. Right on. But yeah. What people don't understand, when you go and forgive your parents for messing you up, especially the mother. And a lot of people don't want to deal with the mothers because they've been so, oh, the mother is wonderful. And the mother, is, don't be violent to women. The mother is great. And they always want to blame the man. And so when the real problem is coming from the mother, so the problem is never solved because they don't deal with their mothers and, and they always blame the father, but it's really coming from the mothers. Now, there are fathers who will screw up too because they have a woman's nature. But it's really the mother they need to forgive. And the mother just sits there smiling like she hasn't done anything. I'm just innocent mama. And then you, bring, you take your kids over there and you screw them up too. Go play with grandma. And then go and stay with grandmama overnight. And they come home the next day. You don't, you don't recognize your own kids. Who are you? When grandma gave me some cake. You know, so... You got to deal with your mother. Are you afraid to deal with her? A little bit. And what are you afraid of? I mean, it's the, it's the same same exact reasons. Yeah. And, and you know, I just put her as the the innocent one in in every scenario that's ever come up, and I don't want to hurt her feelings and you know all that stuff. So yeah, that's how she protect the truth from her. She made you think she's the victim. 
And I was talking to a guy named Paul. Long story short, he called my show the other day, and he said that, uh, oh, he hated his father. And I'm like, why do you hate your father? He was an alcoholic, and I just couldn't stand that. And it just irritated me. I told him, you sound just like a woman. You sound like your mother. What man going to say is, he just irritates me. That's not even manly talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he, he got, he realized, wow, he was acting like his mother. And that's why his father didn't like him, because he identified with the mother and turned against the father, and they all fighting him. And so if the father's not getting along with the mother, he's definitely not going to get along with the son or the daughter. Because the mother has seduced the son or daughter and, felt, and made herself be the victim. And they identified with her, felt sorry for her, and now she has control over them. Isn't that amazing? Mothers are not victims. So are you going to go, take your brother with you. Who is, are you younger? Older. Are you older? Uh, go with your, uh, take your young brother with you, y'all face the bull. <laughs> <laughs> and so listen, let's say she said, oh, I'm sorry. You guys are right about me. I did screw up your life. That'll be nice. But let's say she cried. Oh, it was your father. It wasn't me. I stayed here and I washed the dishes and I fed you. That's nice. Let's say that she just fall out and die. You know, like because she's so shocked that you're telling her the truth, right? And she fall out and die. You just kind of go, wow, mom is dead. I wonder if she has any burial insurance. Go find the insurance, have a cheap funeral, and keep the rest of the money and live off it. You don't need anything from her. You need to apologize to her so you can go free. And so whatever kind of drama she put up, let her act it out, and you just observe it like you're looking at a movie because she's still trying to control. That's all it is. She tried to, she's overreacting so that you can overreact so she can control you. That's all it is. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So whatever she does, let her act out. Even with your, if you're dating, if your girlfriend starts to act out, let her act out. Let her just carry on. You look at her and then she'll say, you don't love me. And you're like, why do you say that? Because you are not feeling what I feel. You're not... Uh, what is supporting my emotions or something crazy? Don't do it. She needs to overcome that. And that's what you're there for, to help her, over, but if you help her overcome. But if you're an emotional person, you're not going to be able to help her. She needs you to be solid. You know, your love comes from God. Her love comes from you. All right? Yeah. yeah. Wow, your brother's here too. You have any sisters? No. You're just two of you? Oh, that's your half-brother? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have the same mother? Same dad. Same dad. Oh, the same father. How, how are things with you and your father and mother? We've done a lot of forgiving. Yeah, a lot of forgiving. And uh, What does that mean? Well, my dad and I have both communicated about our past. Um, I'm 47, you know, so the past 20 years we've really been working on that and being honest with each other and admitting where we were wrong and forgiving each other and uh, we get along really well. So have you forgiven your mother? 
I have forgiven my mother. You yeah. told her that? Yeah, I have. And you told her why you resented her? Yeah. And what did she say? Uh, I don't think she was, I mean, it's been a while, but I don't think she was really able to take responsibility for her part in it. But I know that I don't have any ill will toward her anymore. I feel free from her, but uh, I don't know that she was able to see it, you know? Yeah, nothing you can do about that. Yeah. My mother resented my father, and I, and I kept telling her, you need to forgive him. And she's a Christian and going to church, lift up holy hands. She go through all the traditions that you're talking about. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. He was mean to me. And look, you need to forgive him. You don't want to die like this. And so years went by. And finally, one day she called him up and said, I'm sorry, according to my father, I'm, I'm sorry for being angry at you like that all those years. I was wrong. And two weeks later, she had a heart attack and died. So I'm thinking, wow, how nice is that? She was able to um, forgive before she died. Because if you die with that unforgiving spirit, you're not going where you think you're going. You know, no one can enter into the kingdom of heaven with anger. Before you enter in, you must forgive. No one. So uh, just, and I don't know what you mean by a lot of forgiving. It just takes a minute and it's all done. Like when you realize you're wrong for being angry at them. Yes, it's wrong for what they've done to you, but you're wrong for being angry because you're playing God. Anyone who plays God is their own God, separate from the true God, right? Your ego is at work. And so when you realize I'm wrong for being angry and you go and say, hey, I'm wrong for being angry at you. I'm sorry. It's just over then. It's as though it never happened. I don't feel like I ever gone through anything. And I used to remember it. I used to have all this conflict, unhappiness. But if I feel like I've never gone through it. It seems like I've never gone through anything. It just realize you're wrong for being angry. All right. I got to ask this young lady here. Then we're done. Tell me your name again. Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, how did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, good. And what do you think about all the stuff you heard today? Uh, it's really interesting. In what way? Uh, well, I came across your uh, YouTube videos actually before I even uh, moved up here. And um, I like. Where did you move from? San Diego. Oh, and now you live here in L.A.? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, go ahead. And um, I liked your uh, speeches on the uh, on overcoming anger, um, Christianity. Yeah. Um, the children of the lie. <laughs> Everybody and their mama. <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgiven your mother? Yeah, I was never angry at my mom what was it what she just she just got on your nerves sometimes no i was never angry at her were you angry at your father no and so did you live with both of them growing up i did though my father passed away when i was 11 oh sorry to hear that and so your mother was perfect well, she wasn't perfect, but I always realized that she was always doing the best that she could with the circumstances that she was dealt with. That's and nice. So you were able to realize that while growing up, 
and that prevented you from becoming angry at her? Yes. That's cool. Wow. And so how's your life now? It's really good. I'm in a, a serious relationship. I found someone who's really has a good heart. Oh, yeah. Are you guys married? Uh, engaged. Oh, engaged. Are you sleeping with him? No. Oh, good. No sex? No. I can't, they can't hear you. We, wanna, we need a good witness. No sex, right? No. Beautiful. And what made you wait until marriage? Um, just beliefs. Um, and he's able to wait, too? Mm-hmm. That's nice. You're doing it the right way. I love the fact that you had the know-how or the awareness not to be angry at your mother, but just realize as a kid that she was doing the best that she could do. Because most kids don't realize that. That's why we end up resenting her. We don't realize, we're too young to see, or unconscious or whatever, that she's really doing her best. That's real nice. Any questions for me? Not that I can think of at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm glad you came. I'm glad all you guys came as well. That's nice. Well, thank you. Yes, James. I'm so over time. A uh, couple of things. Ben C. and Super Trucker Dave gave Super Chat donations. Oh, great. Thank you, guys. And then we definitely uh, need it. in a minute or less, or do you want to wait to the radio show to answer Alex's questions about the Bible role? The oh. Bible's role and having a free will and being held responsible for your sins. Okay. The Bible is a good book. It's nice to read, but not to remember. When you read the Bible, do not, do not remember. Don't hold on to the knowledge of the Bible. Just read it, put it away, and let it be revealed to you. Because what will happen is Satan will use, will quote the Bible, interpret the scriptures for you, and he will make you think that you have the truth, and you don't. The, the Bible is a road map. It tells us where to look, why we should look there. There are men who were inspired by God. And the same inspiration lives in us, too. And so, it, uh, so the Bible is a testimony from people who were inspired by God. And all they're doing is telling us, I was inspired by God. I was a sinner. I had to overcome. Uh, and I found it within the kingdom of heaven is in. But if you start to believe in the Bible, you're never going to believe in God. You should only, only, only believe in God. Believe in Jesus, believe in God. When you believe the Son, you believe the Father anyway, um, because the Father's in him. But if you stop with the Bible and believe in the Bible, you're never going to have true faith. And you're going to be wiped out in life. And so you, it's, it's been a mistake to tell people to believe in the Bible. The word of the Bible is inspired by God, but the word of God is written in your heart. It's there like a light unto your feet every day. And uh, it's not about traditions. I, I, I was just talking to someone about that. It's just those people who are into that, they're all phony. They need the tradition in order to feel good about being wrong. You know, that's all that's about. Now, there's nothing wrong with tradition if you're doing it with the right spirit. And, and what was the other thing? Uh, oh. How are we punished for our sins if we have no free will? Okay. First of all, you have no free will. There's no such thing as free will. Because if you had a free will, you always make good decisions. You would never make a bad decision for yourself. Because you will yourself to do right. Um, what was the other part? Oh, God doesn't punish you. 
Your father, the devil, punishes you for doing wrong. He does not punish you at all. And if you doubt me, the next time you do something wrong, watch that voice that says, oh, you just did wrong. You're an alcoholic. You're a drug addict. You, whatever, you, you lied or whatever it says. And then you start feeling guilty, and that's it. You punish yourself. God does not punish. He forgives. And when you become sons and daughters of God, you won't try to punish your fellow man either. You forgive them, but not punish them. You speak up, but not punish. You don't try to get revenge. He is not a revengeful person. He forgives Satan punished by making you feel guilty, telling you all kinds of lies, when God doesn't punish you. So no such thing. He forgives you. Because he understands you can't help yourself. Did I answer that, James? Did you guys and ladies, did y'all meet James? Come here, James. So let it be heard. Let it be known. Okay. No. This is James. And James is producing my radio show, The Church Service. And he has his own show now, The Hake Report. H-A-K-E. He's a t- and he used to be so weak. James used to, sorry, James. When James first came, he was so weak. I felt sad for him. And so I started having him to come up and give a little talk before the service. And then I did it so much, he told me, if you keep doing that, I'm not coming back. (laughs) And and somehow or another, he did the prayer. He started to speak up. And now it doesn't even seem as though he was that way at all. It really doesn't. Because he realized he was wrong, forgave his parents. Also, I have a silent prayer on my website. Uh, rebuildingaman.com slash church and I encourage all of you the new people who are here if you're not if you don't have it I encourage you to download that today no cost and start doing that and just show you how to be still so the truth can catch up with you then you can deal with, you'll see how to deal with life even before you guys go and deal with your mother and father I suggest you do that first and that will slow you down so you can have more insight as to how to deal with it alright and it's on the uh Rebuildingaman.com. So we're so out of time. I'm so sorry for going over like that. But you know what? I had to help the people. Uh, Don't forget to support us. We need your support. We have to move out of this building. And so we're looking for another. If you know someone who would like to donate a building as a tax write-off or selling one or leasing one as a reasonable price, let us know about it. Uh, What else, Hermes? We're going to be here Sunday. Oh, come here, Hermes. We're not having church next Sunday. I have to go to Washington, D.C. There is this meeting that's happening by uh, the guy that you heard me through. Stefan. And so they're having this meeting next week, and everybody invited. Uh, so I have to go there next Friday. The meeting is on Saturday, and I won't be back until late Sunday. So for the first time in a long time, no church this Sunday. All right. Tell everybody, let them know. No church this Sunday. Don't forget to listen to the show. Watch Newsmax TV. I'm on Newsmax. Over 50 million homes. All right. Let the anger go, folks, and you can be free. That's all that's holding you back. Yes, Hermes? Yeah, the event is called A Night for Freedom, and it's over to the public. So if you guys want to go to D.C., you can look it up online. Okay. Night for Freedom. And we don't know where it's located yet. They won't tell us. For whatever reason. So it sounds scary, but it's going to be fun. 
All right. Thank you all for coming and thank you for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you, guys and ladies.